Yo, it's this Jubilee Small Podcast. It's Thursday, 10th of December, payday. Hey, Lauren Clark. Payday. How are you? Paid. I say payday as if I get paid. Um, well, we both say as if we get paid. <laughs> it's just a nice concept, isn't it? Mm. Um, how well, the idea mm. of security and uh, a regular pay, I was going to say paycheck, but no, pay, you know, ca- uh, pay envelope mm, yeah. or... Um, Pay F plus F tra- whatever, transaction, whatever, whatever they are. It, however <laughs> they do it in the in the, uh, in the mainstream world. world yeah, <laughs> I w- it has a really romantic uh, a sort of attraction to it, but you're never gonna buy a house with it anymore, are you? Well, you know, there's a every now and then they put an article on the front page of Melbourne's newspaper that says. Housing bubble about to burst. It's all gonna go heads over, um, things over, whatever. It's gonna go. I over tea. Bums up, and uh, everybody says whoa, and there's a frisson of excitement for about half an hour, and then everybody goes back to their um, jobs where they try and get enough money to pay rent. Anyway, you know, I don't, <coughs> I don't. I'm not barracking for the bubble, by the way. No. I uh, even though I'm not in the housing market myself. Barracking for the bubble. Yeah. Well, some people go, hey, "Come on, right, do right. the, bu- the, yeah. the bubble," <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no, no don't. Why ruin people's lives? Uh, They're having a go. Right. It's not the sort of life I want to lead. Yeah. But I don't, want, I don't want to see families or singles or anyone mm. uh, sent to the wall right. because they've tried to provide a home for themselves or family. The people that are like 30, I thought you were going to mention these people that occasionally pop up on the front page of the paper and go, oh, oh it's yeah. so tough. We've got our own home and we've got a three investment properties and yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. rack up they the prices. Do. Why do they And they're like, here's Martha and John, 34, living with mum and dad or yeah, whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, both I want the bubble to investment you. bankers. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, totally. You're the bubble. I want the bubble like a big... You know, remember once upon a time you used to blow a massive bubble with bubble gum and yeah. it would splurt all over your face? Yeah. I want that to happen to these guys, except that to be like, um, I know, the wall of one of their houses. Oh, stupid. No, no, no. Things no, no, have not, taken a Not time. blowing their face up. Just like, doosh. Right. Oh, we've hit a wall, darling. I see. Maybe we've been too greedy. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Greed <sighs> is really one of the most unattractive <clears throat> things in a person, isn't it? Well, it's interesting. Mm. Because tight assery mm. and greed, mm. do they go hand in hand? I'm not sure. Maybe I think they, they do. do. We were speaking yesterday about picking up five or ten cent pieces. Yeah. And it reminded me of the story of the guy I used to work with who found what he thought was a dollar in his car. Yeah. He took it to the bank to put it in the bank. This guy was so tight. <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it was 90 cents or 95 cents and he argued. Wow. Because they wouldn't put it in the bank account or something. Wow. So they're arguing about it. Yeah. He was also very greedy. Right. So I think that could potentially be the most lethal or well, most I mean, unattractive both combination. Of them, both of them are a, an anxiety about not having enough, aren't they? But he had investment properties everywhere. Yeah. He, but you could see him every time yeah. he spoke about his parents um, falling off the twig. He could almost he's rubbing his hands together right, right, as right. he waited them to, you know vacate the the home and head to heaven right and it was like no it's so unattractive and to the point where the other day i was um at something and he also said to his wife you gave me a son i don't need you anymore so this is sort of guy right wow yeah Uh, real charmer sounds lovely um anyway uh yeah i was at a thing the other day and i was so hungry Hmm. like through the top of the, what, the hunger chart hungry for like, you know, 
somebody who lives in a first world country, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, um, and so, yes, I must acknowledge that that is not the depths of, but there is a certain sort of hunger. Now, this is just a little bit too much information for some people, but there is a certain sort of hunger that you get when you're breastfeeding. (laughs) And it is just, it is an, there's an intensity to it. You know, there are those people who have like low blood sugar and so they're fine, they're fine, they're fine, they're hungry, step out of their way. They're going to mow you down. Like, that is what I become, right? I just go, oh, i got to eat something now, now, now. Somebody get me something now, now. Get out of my way. I'm going to eat the wall, whatever is, the wall. It, whatever is around me. Hmm. I will mange it. Anyway. Mange. And so I was at a thing and I thought and – and I'd left it too long. And I hadn't had enough to drink, which you're supposed to do as well. So I was like, I need to get I – need, needs, I need sustenance. And, but it was a social thing. And so I turned up and I was like, hi, hi, how long till I can go to that table over there and get some mm-hmm. of those? And I went over to there and I just was like, I'm just going to really you did a home slowly. But I was in my head, it would have been get out of my way. I'm not going to say hello to you. I'm going to go to that table. I'm going to down 10 of those things. Mm. They were little spinnacopita type little things. Mm. And I went straight over to them and eventually I did. I had like four of them on a napkin, you know what I mean? And I thought, see, now that looks greedy and greedy is an unattractive thing to seem. However, I also think it's BS to worry about what people think about what you eat. I think that's something I think a lot of women but also a lot of people. That's need. Yeah. Yeah, but you see, how do you tell somebody that the difference, the reason that I'm cramming food like into my front of my head right now is that I'm like legit starving. Can, not I, oh, can I say this without offending anyone? Uh, no, probably Potentially not. Potentially not. No. <laughs> but say you were maybe uh, six times larger than you are. People would judge you differently if you I walked over. I do think so, yeah. You know, like, but uh, that's another thing that's not fair. Like not j- judging people for how they eat. Like, you know, I there think are, it, can there I just question of, that? Because surely if, if you're large, yeah. you know, and – it it there is a very 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 high percentage chance mm. that you eat way too much, unless you're the one in a billion people get oh I've got a what, what's the one that, that a you, gland oh I've my, got a it's gland my glands or whatever I eat a lettuce leaf and I put on two kilos yeah um, <clears throat> most people mm. that are overweight mm. do it or are overweight because they eat too much. Drink too much soft drink or what beer or whatever, how, and don't exercise enough. But how do how why whatever is the it, reasons are for the overeating and why are, are is different it our, again? But and why is it up to us to judge? Like, what is it? No. So if you've if you've walked in at one hundred and eighty kilos and seen the buffet table and walked away with your arms full, you're yeah. going to be judged. It's just I don't think you can get away from that. Yeah. Whereas you are, what do we call you? A petite normal. Yeah, what did we call me? Petite normal. Yeah. Petite norms. Petite norms, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, sure, you know, people go, oh, she's a bit hungry, but they're going like, oh, check out Boomsticks shoveling it in. Oh, Boomsticks. I don't think, (laughs) Boomsticks, God, aren't you the fat club guy? Yes. How's that going for you? Well, yesterday was Wayne, it's going well, actually. Well, Mm -hmm. it's it's a bit like the the tide. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, I don't know that you can judge people for that. I mean, you know, I think you, I, I think you definitely are right that people do. Mm. But I think, like, you know, this is why – so when uh, I had a tiny human child one time, mm. um, somebody said to me, some doctor or something, I was talking about how you teach them to eat. Mm. And this person said, you know, the thing about 
kids is that they don't have they don't associate any weird stuff with eating. Mm. They eat when they're hungry. And when they're really little babies, that's why doing that thing where you let the baby feed themselves is good rather than like making them eat when they, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but as soon as you start doing things like you're not leaving the table until you finish that food or you've eaten too much or um, don't do that or you'll get fat or whatever. No, if you don't All finish those, that, you won't get dessert. Yeah, you won't get dessert. Yeah, even better. That was ours. So we're like, oh, my God, <laughs> I am shoveling this in just so I can get a bowl of ice cream with topping. You know it, exactly. Now, look at me are, now. <laughs> these are all, these are all kind mm. of anxieties that humans have about food. Mm. The babies don't have. Now that indicates to me that all of the stuff to do with food and eating and all of these like worries and the way diets are constructed and stuff—it's all about our psychology. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so having, like, uh, uh, the, like for instance, when I know a few women. Or, uh, I can't think of a bloke, but uh, or a few women who eat. When they eat, they put their hand about uh, how far is that? Uh, Ten centimeters away from their from their mouth to cover their mouth while they've got their mouth closed while they're eating because they are that self conscious. One that's called manners about eating, and mm. it's just this really tense. It's just the most unrelaxed thing, and. Um, I I don't judge them for doing it, but I'm saying that I think there Sounds is. Like you're judging I'm them. not judging them. I'm noticing it, and I'm noticing that yeah, people who are. I mean, I I know uh, I've read a thing, a hilarious thing about fat shaming, about the fact that you know all all uh, can't remember who wrote it, but all I know it was a female writer, and she said all I got to do is go and get myself a sandwich. I could have not eaten all day. But I know that people will look at me differently in the same way. Because of what your previous, your track record has been. You don't get fat in a major way without having a poor relationship with food and exercise and, and basic but dietary then, and exercise But everybody's health. like that. So there are skinny people who have bad relationships with food. Yes, that's right. You know what um, I mean? Like well, I'm, I, if you're an absolute stick... I'm sure if you, and you walk around you with a well. big plate of food, they go, Geez, yeah, hollow legs there today, sticky or whatever, right. you know. I don't know, but I've never had that issue. But um, I, I just think... Hollow what, legs, sticky. I think that's not the worst. I think the worst what, is if they've got... If, if people are really skinny, yeah. they, there is a whole thing now about, um, you know, eating disorders and mm, mm, she's a bit too skinny, isn't she, kind of thing. There are lots of... There's a lot well, of people... We judge each other all the time about this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know what? We do and I think we always will. Mm. And um, as, as much as people want to wring their hands about this issue now... Uh, don't look sideways. <laughs> no, look, what issue? We're forever look. Oh, how we look at each other. Now, this is there. We're going to employ this task force to look at a task force to look at how we look at each we other. We can't. I it's don't know just, what you you're referring to, but nature. I get the feeling that I don't like it, and that's why you're staying away from being specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, your arms are crossed again. Uh, I'll just put another tick on the wall. You should tick Lauren every time I cross their, my arms. Uh, we don't have enough space in these walls. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for two hundred odd shows now. Um, mm, anyway, it's just can I, I'm going to go somewhere else here. Okay, and it's not going to be popular. Right, great, right? L- love it. I'm going to have to defend something that I have no. Don't have to defend it at all. It's just an observation from yesterday. It was yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, actually. Now, right? Jeez, time flies. Mm. 
Now, there was a new Matilda article that uh, said something about Clementine Ford. You're not going to defend that article, are you? No, I'm not. Good. Right? Yeah. Um, and how it was like mansplaining and uh, ridiculous and you know, and they are a media partner of ours. But we, we they go were. There. They were. <laughs> we discontinued <laughs> oh, them now. Them? No. <laughs> no. And, you know, and... Um, it was it was a completely ludicrous article. I, I read it. I thought it was satire. Well, th- that was a lot of the comment. People thought it was that. So that people know what it is, okay. uh, a 12-year-old from university, I shouldn't be, no. A, a, guy, a, a student at Melbourne University wrote a th- oh. an article for Noon Matilda saying that Clementine Ford is too angry and she puts people offside who would otherwise be convinced like the way they were convinced when Emma... Hermione, what was her name? Emma Watson, Watson. Um, said that she was a feminist and everybody said that. And, and he even said at the end, wouldn't that be nice? He used the word nice because that's the aim. And it was just, it was a very, very Simplistic. ill-considered yeah, piece of writing. Right. And so a lot of people came out and attacked him. Right? And attacked me. Was his name Simon Kilbride, by the way? Somebody Kilbride, yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Now, at the same time, Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, uh, there's a an AFL footballer, right, yeah. who uh, on the weekend... Isn't apologising for something to do with chopsticks. And did apologise. Oh, did apologise, But apologize, threatened, yeah. a, threatened a woman in a bar. Yeah, with chopsticks. She, she told him to pull his head in. He was a bit loud and boisterous. <coughs> mm. uh, yeah, if, uh, it was a threat... Violence, a threat to oh, I don't like poke where this is going. Or what are you going to do? That's no, no. And he's coming to apologise and um, blah blah. A Richmond legend is uh, then uh, who's on in the media has said yeah. this guy should be banned for twelve months and uh, fined fifty thousand dollars for this. It's just unacceptable. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading all like so. I, I read the the side of society yeah. that comment commentates on the Clementine Ford and New Matilda thing. Yeah. Then I look at it, this side of the media. And the other side of society, where this guy's come out and said this, football identity, and all of the women commentating on that saying, uh, oh, pull your head in, it's nothing. She's just doing this for media attention. Or he said, sorry, if it was that bad, he'd go to the cops and all this sort of thing, right? Mm. And and I'm not making a judgment on either side of it. I'm just saying society is that far apart when it comes to issues and Mm. what's important to certain people and, and how things are viewed. Well, there's an argument that with the internet and comments and things mm. like that, it, your own perspective gets fortified over and over and over again, mm. and you have your own, and it's what's no, it called? confirmation bias. I know he, he's paused in the middle of the thing, so that it becomes more and more polarized. At the end, yes. Yeah, well, it's, so, but it's also is, a snapshot of what what the thinking is out there. Yeah. So my point is yeah. that the both sides of of thinking mm. is really just to do with your own little pocket. It, it is. There are so many varied and incorrect and correct and whatever opinions out there that I'm bringing it back now to this fat thing mm. that I don't think you're ever going to get what you want as far as just a, a non-judgmental society where everyone thinks the same. Well, you're definitely not going to get that. Mm. The question is whether attitudes can change. And I think the thing is that whatever you think about... Well, okay, then I think no, they can't. Well, I know you do, but I think the more... You know what? T- ten years ago, there was no—oh no, not ten years ago. There was no internet. But you know, like say, 
what's her name? Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. When um, she she came out a few years ago, and she said that when she when everything went down with her and Bill, old Billy Boy, that's one interesting way of putting it. She got, oh, I just didn't even think about that. She got um, completely. Uh, she she got shafted by feminists. She was like, "Why was I not defended?" In terms of, I was you know I was attacked from all sides. I was it was a there were lots of things that were said that were maybe legitimate, but there were some things that were said that were just. Uh, excruciating, my life was ruined, I was, you know, turned into a blah, blah, blah. Um, If that happened today, there would be an army of people on the internet talking about it in a whole lot of different ways and there'd be opinions on this side and opinions on that side and they'd be never the twain shall meet, right? But there'll be somebody somewhere, and Mm. I often do this, going, what do I think about this? And looking at both sides and thinking, oh, that's a bit extreme and that's a bit extreme. I think I sit here. Do you know what I mean? Like I think there is that. I think that is – and for, you know, like for somebody who's a kid and who's trying to figure out what they think about something and to to have all of those perspectives in their their kind of landscape where usually they would only have mum and dad Mm. and their teacher – and, you know, Dave. Ha! <laughs> Your Dave is uh, back. Someone, you know, um, somebody. Yeah. I can't think of another. I can't. I cannot okay. think of another. We're going to introduce D- Barry. I don't Barry. want to use Dave oh, yeah, anymore. Barry, I don't Barry, like Dave. Barry. Barry. Okay. Uh, and Barry, right? Mm. That, so I think that you there is. You a female name, by the way. Thank you very much. <sighs> You're such a feminist. Anyway, the point indeed. is that I think that uh, that kind of does give me hope. And the fact that there's this whole, like, feminist movement that's happening online you may not always agree with where it goes on every issue but you know that there is going to be somebody somewhere saying that stuff that where there wasn't maybe in quite an as an accessible way 10 years ago if you can be bothered if you can be bothered Comes down to that as well. Anyway, Lauren Clark, it's yes. fine Thursday. We were supposed to be making a quick one. I know. Uh, so <laughs> yes. let, let's hit the music. I've got to get us out of this because okay. we haven't even talked about Alex Russell Wallace. Okay, well, point. let's do that really quickly. Okay, let's play. The, what's the music? This one. Stupid. Stuart. Lauren, Lauren, why are we chanting? <laughs> I'm chanting you because I am really looking forward to your wine review Well, thank today. you very much. It's uh, part of this week's Stupidly Small Podcast sponsor, Alex Russell Wines. Thank you for having them on board. Alejandro is the range currently Alejandro. available. You can check it all out at alexrusselwines.com.au. And as you know, we've been reviewing a wine every morning this week. Yes. Thank God for that. I wish I could do this every... If there's any beer companies out there, whiskey Do companies, they want to sponsor us again next week? Until <laughs> <laughs> the end of time. Now, yeah. this morning's varietal mm. is the... This is why you're happy because I've got to try and pronounce it. Yes. Montepulciano. Oh, hey, I got it. it. Yes. Now, in my notes, I could say that this is Alex Russell's signature wine. Now, listen to this one. With three gold, two silver, and two bronze awarded since 2010 at the Australian Alternative Wines Variety Show. Holy no, crap. Australian Alternative Varieties Wine Show. Right. <laughs> variety <laughs> Show. And here's Daryl Summers <laughs> to dance with Montepulciano. <laughs> And raising the tap ma- dance trio uh, that money we've for to uh, people in the floods of 74. <laughs> now, this variety originates from Multipulciano, Italy. So we're going back to uh, what we are talking about the other morning where 
The nice. Italians. No, they, they brought know, us some wines. They knew what they were doing. They knew didn't what they? they were doing, huh? Yeah. They knew how to dress. They knew how to romance the ladies. They knew. And they knew a good grape. Beautiful leather shoes. Yes. Yes. We didn't like them back then with their fancy haircuts and no, their leather stay shoes. Stay out of our country. And their weird coffee that go doesn't home. come out of a tin. Go, go, go home. Luckily, we've grown out of that as Luckily, a nation. Luckily, we don't do that anymore. That's right. We are now, not internationally renowned for that kind of hideous behaviour. Continue. Right. Originating in Malta Pulciano, Italy. Yeah. Now, where the climate mirrors that of the Riverland, South Australia, the place where these grapes were grown, ah, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, that's, that's So clever. we're even matching, matching climates. Very nice. I mean, I, I, I can't say anything <laughs> remotely idiotic about this whole business uh, structure. <laughs> Nothing idiotic. Nothing. You're very good at spotting idiotic things in business structures. Uh, look, <laughs> if I, I, I dissected this business before taking them on, as I do with every business. I know you do. And I thought, is there anything idiotic in this business model or yeah. the product? Yeah. Would be, nah, show them the door. Well, out of my office no, that's now. that's it. <laughs> That's Alex, it. get out. Never darken my doorstep again. That's right, but there's nothing idiotic. And that's no. what I said. That was my first thought. Yeah. Um, this 2015 multi-Pulciano, <laughs> Montepulciano. <laughs> multi-Pulciano, like there are many of them. It's like I've got like 10 poodles. <laughs> it's a multi-Pulciano. It's a, it's a <laughs> this 2015 drop exhibits qualities of a classic Monty. Fruity, purpley and... Delicioso. Oh. <laughs> now, in our own little tasting notes. Yeah, please tell me what Gab said. All right. Well, she says it has a lovely deep colour. Ooh. Mm? Nice. She's, she wrote the word Umbria for some reason there. Oh. Another part of Italy. Nice. Interesting. On the nose, fragrant, dark plums, raspberries, blue fruits. Mm. Mm. On the palate, it's got a fleshy palate. Uh, You've got rich. a fleshy palate. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I oh, just, every time fat I... shaming. <laughs> fat shaming. No, You're doing a wine I... review. <laughs> My God. No, your palate's in your mouth. It's not a fat thing. Well, you think I'm Gene Simmons? <laughs> yeah. Rich, anyway, black and red, fruity and spice. Food match. Oh, my God. What? Barbecue. Chavaps. Oh. What are chavaps? They're skinless, beautiful sausages. Oh. Oh, they are good. Oh. We didn't even bother with a vegetarian option on this one, <laughs> but I'll just say eggplant. <laughs> now, <laughs> the go-to. Well, that sounds delicious, well, Stu. So what do people right. do? That well, the Monte Pulciano <clears throat> is available as part of the three mixed dozens. Yeah. Uh, all the reds, which as it sounds, you can get all the red varieties from the 2015 Alejandro range and a couple from previous vintages. Yeah. You can get a mixed dozen, which is the full gamut of the Alejandro range, reds and whites, Ten different wines and a couple of double ups, Ooh. or the silver and gold. Two of each of the 2015 medal winners. Now, don't forget, there's a flat rate, ten dollars shipping per case to metro areas, or now for <laughs> Christmas. I must say that because Christmas is coming up, as you know, people are starting to order for their, you know, and you can do it. You get online to alexrusselwines.com.au. Yeah. You go, all right. What do Barry and Jean want? They like wine. I don't even have to go to the shop for these people. I like them, but not enough to go to the shop. So yeah. Send it to them. But, oh, hang on. It says put in promo code. What's this promo code? Oh, stupid 2015. I get another 10% off. Smashed it. Smashed it. That's alexrusselwines.com.au. They are this week's stupidly small podcast sponsor. We love them from the top of our palate to the end of our nose. And I swear <laughs> I look forward to tomorrow's review because it's a big one. Excellent. Mm. Stu Farrell, uh, thank you very much to them. Thanks to the listener. Thanks to you. People can find us at stupidlybig.com, totally. stupidlybig on Facebook totally. and on Twitter. Totally. Give us a review. Totally. Oh, somebody gave us a review this week. Uh-oh. And the review was a pitch to be BC of the week. 
Chief Chief WHE Chief. Do we do we accept? Oh, look, I think we do. Are we like the Meredith Music Festival where they go? Oh, if you're asking to be on the bill, you never will. No. Oh, okay. No, I think if you ask on in, in a five star review, you can get whatever you like. thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stu Farrell, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much. No worries. Friday, big day. Oh, Feedback Friday, perhaps. Yeah, fun back Friday. Maybe. Mm-hmm. See you then. Bye bye.